I sometimes like to refer to Epiphany as the feast of show and tell because it really helps us to understand what the feast is about. You see, if we look at the Feast of the Epiphany as one event that happened in history and it doesn't have anything else to do with anything else, then celebrating is really not that important for us as Christians. But if we understand what it is about and that it didn't just happen once, but it continues to happen, then of course Epiphany takes on a whole different meaning. So most of us hear about the three kings. I'm not going to quiz you on their names. I did it last year and you got about a B plus. Um, but hope you remember them. But really, whether or not they even existed, we know that the names didn't really come into any kind of uh, understanding until about the ninth century. Uh, and so that's not the most important part. It starts out by understanding the context. And this is a couple things that I think are interesting. Think about it for a minute. But the people to whom Jesus came, who knew about it, ignored it. Those who knew what the prophet said, they knew, we heard in that first reading from Isaiah, which really was about 600 years before the incarnation, about what this coming of the light into the world was going to mean, they ignored it. And the people who paid attention to it, but had no understanding of it, of course, got threatened, and they were going to destroy it. That was Herod and the government. So it was kind of like a bust. You know, this didn't really go where we thought it was going to go. So if that's the case, what's significant about the epiphany? The word itself means a revealing or a manifestation of something, so a showing of something. And of course, we understand that for the first time that it was Jesus. But if you think about it for a minute, who did Jesus come to? He came to shepherds who were kind of lowlifes and foreigners. Now that should give us pause. He didn't come to the, the middle class folks, but to lowlifes and foreigners. And they were the ones who were searching. So I think the key to understanding the epiphany is this. Number one. God will always send signs. We don't know exactly if this was actually an astrological event, but we knew that people were looking for a sign about the coming of the Savior, and they got one. Those signs haven't stopped. For people who are looking, for people who are paying attention to God, God still gives us signs. Have any of you ever had an experience that you felt like God was giving you a sign for something? Yes? Yeah. If you haven't, you're not paying attention. You're not paying attention. God continues to raise up stars. God continues to give us signs. But what was this revelation? What was this revealing? What was this manifestation about? It wasn't just about a baby. It was something much bigger than that. God loved us so much, John 3.16. God loved us so much that he sent his son into the world as an expression of himself so that he could help show us who God is. Jesus comes into our lives to show us who God is and who we are. Who God is and who we are. That's the thing we forget. <clears throat> the two people, two places that you can never hide from, one is God and the other one is yourself. You can fool everybody else. But you can't hide from God and you can't hide from yourself. 
And so Christ came to show us, to reveal to us both of those, who God is for us and who we are. Now, the crazy thing about that, if we believe that, then why do we run away from God? If you've got questions about your life, go to God. If you have doubts about yourself, go to God. If you don't know what the hell's going on, go to God. But what do we do instead? When things go south, we get mad, we don't go to church, or we quit praying. Duh. Spiritually, we're bankrupt. Doesn't make any sense at all, but that's kind of what we do. We run, we get afraid, and God wants to help us. God wants to show us. God wants to reveal to us what's going on, but we think we can do it ourselves, and we can't. We can't. Now, there's a second part to this revealing thing, and it's this. What do you and I reveal to others about God? You see, we're all, we're all billboards. We're all walking sandwich boards. We got a message on all of us. So what do you and I reveal? What kind of God do people think about when they observe us? Is it a punitive, punishing, angry, vindictive, vengeful God? Well, that's going to attract a lot of people. Is it a nice Jesus? Oh, you don't have to worry because everything's okay. Remember, nice isn't in the scriptures. Is it a loving God, a God who's a friend, but sometimes gives us tough love? Somehow we're teaching people a lot about God by how we live our lives. Now, how do we do it? It gets back to what I started with today. We do it by show and tell. We do it by show and tell. And so the first thing of it is, is, is how you and I live our lives is tells people a lot about what we think God is. So that's why sometimes we as Christians are our own worst enemies. You know, instead of, and they'll know we are Christians by our love. They know we are Christians by our divisiveness and our crabbiness and our talking about people and our all those kinds of things. Does, what does that tell people about God? It's how you and I live our lives. And if people look at us and they go, gee, those people are more forgiving. She's really kind. They're really compassionate. They're very generous. They always are there for you. They got your back. That says a lot. That says a lot. And if they connect that then with the fact that you have a faith and you go to church, then that's the best advertising as possible. When I was uh, doing college work, students are great about calling each other to accountability. And more than once over the years, uh, I'd have somebody uh, at church, they go, well, you know, she distributed communion tonight at mass. I said, yeah, she did. Well, she was at a party last night dancing on tables. Well, maybe she was. But it's our actions. Huh? Our actions are what really tells people a lot. The second part, though, is a part that many Christians and Catholics are really not good at, and that's the telling part. That's the telling part. Think of where you and I would be. This is 2023. Think where we would be if the shepherds and the foreigners, the three kings, the visitors, whoever they were and however many there were, think what would happen if they never talked. If they never said anything, if they never shared what happened, 
We wouldn't be here this morning. You'd either be just getting up or doing chores. And we say, oh, well, I don't really get into that. It's kind of my own private thing. Well, I'm sorry. If it's your private thing, then it's not the Christian scriptures. Because not only are we supposed to lead lives of witness, we're also be able to have a conversation with people. We say, well, you know, I don't know enough. So I really, you don't have to know a lot. You just need to say, this is how God works for me. This is what God's done in my life. That's all you need to do. Because nobody can argue with that. Nobody can tell us we're wrong. If we say, this is, how, this is how I understand God. It's that personal sharing, it's that personal witness that's going to bring a lot more people to Christ, a lot more people into the church than some doctrine or dogma that they're going to read out of a book. People aren't going to say, well, you know, I've just been reading this about in the catechism and, and I, I, this theology and this doctrine here is that this is really... This is really doing it. It probably isn't going to be that. It's probably going to be how you and I live our lives. If there's a consistency, we're not perfect, but there's a consistency between our faith and how we live our lives. If there's a consistency between how we live our lives and how we talk about our faith. Y'all got faith. You wouldn't be here today. But y'all got a different story. Y'all got doubts. That's okay. But I hope you all have experienced that you can say, boy, this is, this is why I believe in God. I don't know about you, but this is how it works for me. And that's what Epiphany is. You see, Epiphany didn't just happen at once. God continues to show himself to us. I'm astounded sometimes, really in the lives of parishioners, a lot of times what I see. So I think, man, God hasn't stopped at all. He continues to work in people's lives in amazing ways. And sometimes I'm the one as the pastor that says, do you understand what's happening to you? Do you understand what God has done to you? And they go, oh, man, yeah. The manifestation, the revealing hasn't happened. Epiphany is a way of life. But only if you connect it to Advent. Because remember, Advent is about searching. It's about looking for God in our lives. And if you keep looking, you're going to find it. And you're going to find it in new ways, and God will reveal himself to you in new and more exciting ways. So again, if you take a look at 2022, you can evaluate that year in terms of how well did I show and how well did I tell. But if you're looking for a direction to get going in the new year, then stay to those same two things. Show it in the way you live. We're all from Missouri. Proof's in the pudding. Show me. But don't be afraid to talk about it. You don't have to stand out in the corner or go down to the feed store or, or one of the bars and have a Bible and be whacking people over the head with scripture passages. No. You just need to say, this is how it works for me. I know I ain't perfect. I'm a sinner like everybody else. But this is what works. This is what I believe in. It's about living the life. And the scriptures are full of ample examples. By this shall you know that they are my disciples, that they have love for one another. So several times Jesus corrects us and says, don't tell me that you love God if you hate your brother. Doesn't work. So as we celebrate Epiphany 2023, maybe this will be the beginning in your own life of more epiphanies 
to be searching, showing in the way you live, and not being afraid to share. That's how Christ continues to be manifest and present in our world. God knows we need him.